听众朋友们好，欢迎来到美国教育播客华语节目第二十二集，我是曼玲。之前美国教育播客中文节目介绍的两年制学院和四年制大学，基本上都是成功的或者很成功的。在今天这集节目里，我想从统计数据上简要说说美国高等教育不成功的一面。根据一家网站名为“最好的大学 ”（www.bestcolleges.com） 的调查研究和数据统计的摘要，仅自2020年3月以来，至少有39所公立或非盈利性大学已经关闭。在私立盈利性大学关闭潮的推动下，学校永久性关闭。在新冠大流行前的几年就已经达到了顶峰。二零零四年至二零二零年间关闭的大学中，有近百分之八十是盈利性学校，这一点特别值得我们注意。而且在关闭的大学和学院中，盈利性大学一般都比公立的和非盈利的私立大学更有可能突然关闭。受大学突然关闭的影响，有百分之七十的学生经历了种种不方便，更有大约百分之五十三的学生经历大学关闭，尤其突然关闭后，他们再也没有重新入学。为了方便进一步讨论，我们先来回顾二零一九年的调查数据。以及联合国教科文组织1976年制定的国际标准教育分类，美国大约一共有 4,360 所大专院校，其中包括学制为两年的社区大学和学制为四年的学院和大学，这其中又分为大约 2,672 所私立学校以及 1,626 所公立的非盈利大专院校。之所以在这些数字之前用了“大约”，是因为不同调查机构的统计数据即使相对接近，但仍然有出入。另外，简单说来，公立意味着是由各级政府资助办学，私立则靠收取学费和校友捐赠办学，盈利是指用所得收入进行投资，以期扩大办学。非盈利则是将所得收入全部用于办学。这集之所以再次提及学校类别的区分，是希望引起各位对以下问题的深思：一、如果学校将所得收入用于投资，是否应该充分考虑到会有不同强度的投资风险？二、为何美国大学的关闭潮会在新冠大流行之前达到顶峰？而且从2004到2020年的16年间，关闭的大学中有 80% 以上都是盈利性学校。三，如果盈利性学校的投资环境不稳定，怎样做才能避免学校关闭，尤其是突然关闭？怎样做才能最大程度的？保护学生的利益。最后的第四个问题，我们回到了教育的本质，即新办教育的根本目的究竟是什么？在美国教育播客主英语节目第639集里。
，我们的主持人也是美国教育播客的策划人和共同创办人埃文·弗瑞特先生和他的副主持道格拉斯·卡尔森先生共同采访了一所名叫精益求精大学的校长大卫·斯盖博博士。精益求精这所大学在1971年。最初是由纽约州立大学董事会创办的一个公立教育机构，而它现在是位于纽约州府 Albany 的一家私立的非盈利综合性网络大学。它由三个学院组成：本科生院、研究生院和护理学院。通过远程教育，主要为成人在职学生提供本科和研究生学位。精益求精大学以其灵活的在线学位课程而闻名，同时，他加入了美国州立院校协会的军人机会学院联盟。该机构致力于为现役军人学生下班以后，在美国国内及海外的军事设施或海军舰艇上进行远程在线的课程学习，以帮助军人及其家属获得大学学位。因此，该校被公认为对军队顶级友好的学校。其远程在线学习的学生中，有 40% 是现役军人。在美国持续存在的大学入学率下滑和办学经费不足的情况下，精益求精大学面临的最大挑战是如何保持。自今年起，入学率和财政收入双双上升的好局面。然而，有挑战就有机遇。用斯盖博校长的话来说，精益求精大学正在把握未来十年美国高等教育大面积的分立、附属、并购与整合的历史性机遇，努力在加州从旧金山到美墨边界。以及德州的休斯顿市寻找合作伙伴，并希望通过合并为精益求精网络大学扩增护士、健康科学和心理健康辅导等三个学院，并增设博士学位。在斯盖博校长不显山不漏水的平静语气中，听众完全能感受到，在这个危机与机遇并存的时代。这家网络大学的勃勃进取之心。采访期间，斯盖博校长还谈到了一系列非常有意义的话题，比如提高教师队伍的整体素质，在教学中开创性的应用人工智能，以及为帮助学生而创建的人生导师项目等等。另外，还有对成人学生，特别是军人学生非常友好的转学分制度。只可惜我这小小的播音节目容量实在有限，让我们期待精益求精网络大学传来好消息。届时，我们将深入细谈它的卓越在线远程教育理念和成功经验。好，听众朋友们，今天就先聊这些，我们下周四再谈。谢谢。Hello, friends. Welcome to the Adopting Chinese episode twenty-two. I am Amanda. 
Previously, the colleges and the universities I introduced were basically successful or very successful. In today's episode, I would like to briefly talk about the other side of not success or even failure of American higher education in terms of statistics. According to a summary of research and statistics from a website called the Best Colleges, at least thirty-nine public or not-for-profit colleges have closed since March twenty twenty alone, driven by a wave of private-for-profit college closures. School closures had already peaked in the early year of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Nearly eighty percent of the colleges that closed between two thousand and four and twenty twenty were for profit schools. This is especially noteworthy. And among the closed colleges and universities, for profit schools are generally more likely to close suddenly than public and not for profit private schools. Affected by the Sudden closure of the schools. Seventy percent of the students experienced various inconveniences, and about fifty-three percent of them, after experiencing the closure, especially sudden closure, they never enrolled in any school. In order to facilitate further inquiry, let's first have a quick review. According to the survey data in 2019 and the International Standard Educational Classification formulated by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization in 1976, there are approximately 4,360 post-secondary institutions in the United States. Including two-year community colleges and those four-year colleges and universities, among them, there are about twenty-six hundred seventy-two private schools and sixteen hundred twenty-six public non-profit schools. The reason why approximately is used before the data is that even though the statistics of different survey agencies are relatively close. There are still discrepancies. In other simple terms, public means that schools are funded by governments at all levels, while private schools rely on tuition fees and donations. For-profit means to use the revenue to invest in order to expand schools. And a non-profit means that use all the revenue to run schools, no investment. The reason why I mention the distinction of school categories again is to arouse a deep thinking on the following questions: If the school uses the revenue for investment, should it fully take into account that there will be investment risks? Second, why did the closing wave of American colleges and universities peaked before the COVID nineteen pandemic? And why, in the sixteen years from twenty o four to twenty twenty, more than eighty percent of closed universities were for profit schools? Third, if 
investment environment for those for-profit schools is unstable. How can schools avoid closures, especially sudden closures? What can be done to best protect the interests of students to the greatest extent? For the last fourth question, we back to the essence of education. What is the fundamental purpose of creating education? Recently, our host, Mr. Alvin Fritas, the planner and also co-founder of the Adop, and his co-host, Mr. Douglas Carson, jointly interviewed Dr. David Scable, the president of Excelsior University. This university was originally founded in 1971 as a public educational institution by the Board of Regents of the University of New York State. And it is now a private non-profit comprehensive online university located in Albany, the capital of New York State. Excelsior University consisting of three colleges, undergraduate, graduate, and nursing. It offers undergraduate and graduate degrees primarily to working adult students through distance education. Excelsior University is known for its flexible online degree programs, and it is also a member of the American Association of State Colleges and Universities Alliance for Military Opportunity Colleges. The institution is committed to provide active-duty military personnel with long-distance online courses in military installations or naval ships in the U.S. and abroad after work to help them and their family members to obtain a college degree. So Excelsior is recognized as a top military-friendly school. 40% of its students in remote online learning are active-duty military personnel. In the context of the continuing decline in university enrollment and insufficient school funding in the U.S., the biggest challenge facing Excelsior University is how to maintain the good situation of both enrollment and financial revenue rising since this year. However, where there are challenges, there are opportunities too. In the words of President Scable, Excelsior is grasping the historical opportunities of large-scale separation, merger, and integration of American higher education in the next decade and strives to expand in California's San Francisco to U.S.-Mexico border, as well as expand it to the city of Houston, Texas. Excelsior University is looking for partners and hopes that through the merger, it will have new programs for entry-level health care, health science, and mental health counseling. Meanwhile, set up doctoral degrees. In the calm tone of President Scable, the audience can feel the vigorous and enterprising spirit of this online university in the era of coexistence of crisis and opportunity. During the interview, 
President Scable also talked about several very meaningful topics, such as improving the overall quality of the teaching staff, pioneering the application of artificial intelligence in teaching, and creating life coach project to help students and. A very friendly transfer credit system for working adult students, especially for military students, etc. What's a pity that this part of content is far exceeded the capacity of my very small program. Let's look forward to a good news from Excelsior Online University, and after that, we will talk in depth. Its excellent idea of distance online education and a successful pedagogical experience. Well, friends, this is the end for today, and we will talk next Thursday. Thank you.